Welcome to the Nerd Party. They can travel anywhere in time and space. Right. This is going to be fun. Up we go. Into time and space. Welcome to Time and Space, the Nerd Party's dedicated Doctor Who podcast. I'm Jessica Nunn. And I'm her husband and co-host, Philip Kielfus. Well, it's been another week. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> Getting from there to here. <laughs> so, uh, for this week, we thought we would talk about something that I've had for a mo- moment, um, but we just haven't gotten to it. But it is the Blu-ray release of one of the lost Doctor Who episodes. It's been animated and, and combined with the recordings and sounds that exist from tapes across the commonwealth that have been gathered and so this one we're going to be talking about is the macra terror the second doctor story that first came out in 11 march 1967 so before we get into sort of the nitty gritties let's just talk about the episode and the story itself so what'd you think about the macra terror Yay, all four cartoons. episodes yes yeah it was an interesting story yeah. So we have the second Doctor and yep. Ben, Polly, and Jamie. Yes, which is not a usual combination that I feel like I've seen because it's probably because most of them were lost. I was going to say I'm not sure I've actually seen Ben live. I've probably. read about him in a book now. <laughs> Maybe during and the I've t- seen him in the cartoons. The Tenth Planet. However, we saw that the first Doctor's last story. So, but that's probably been a while. Mm. But anyway, so that was with Ben and Polly, and mm-hmm. then. We sort of had the animated Power of the Daleks that we saw, yes. which is, of course, right after that with the second Doctor and Ben and Polly. But, of course, that was animated. Um, we have Pixie Cut Polly in this. Um, we do have <laughs> Pixie Cut Polly, which bothered you a little bit. No, well, it didn't bother me. I mean, she... Until you Googled it and you were like, oh, okay, that's historically accurate. <laughs> well, it bothered me. It's like I just didn't remember her having that haircut because, I mean, yeah, she, she actually looks pretty good with it. Of course, the animated version does. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of Robin Hood the Fox, but <laughs> <laughs> yes, animated Polly, because um, it actually looks with the the. Of course, it's all black and white, but with the black and white photo I saw, or maybe it was color. But anyway, she, it's just because I'm used to her, and she was very made up in that photo, so it's a little striking. I'm sure there's a better angle to it, mm. but but anyway, we're not here to talk about haircuts. Um, she's having a twiggy moment. Exactly. Perhaps. Apparently, she was in the the Avengers with that haircut. So well, there you go. Yeah. But a lot of the early Jamie episodes are lost. Another like, Avengers person. Sorry. Exactly. Because <laughs> like I, the Highlanders, if I'm correct, and I may be wrong, is a lost serial or parts of it, which Jamie's introduced. Um, okay. Well, um, that makes sense. Yeah, but, anyway, but anyway, back to the macro terrorists. I mean, just the overall story. Did you think as far as classic or second story, second Doctor stories go, great, good, bad, indifferent? Yeah, it was all right. Mm-hmm. It was all right. The 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 macra terror. The macras are crabs, giant right. crabs. Though I did like in the story, you know, throughout the things, it'd be like, oh, they're I forget even how they were describing them. It was like, oh, they're big and they're this and they're that. I'm like crabs. Just say <laughs> they look like crabs. crabs. They are definitely like. Do they not have crabs in England, <laughs> darling? Is that what it is? No, they didn't know I how else to describe it. I feel like they do have crabs in England, and I feel like giant crabs is is a perfect. I feel like it's one of those movies, whether it's like a zombie or a vampire movie, where like they have to make a conscious decision: are we going to use the term or not use the term? And if they don't use the term, they can't use the term. So it's like, oh, it's the undead. They're 
walkers. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. is that a thing that happens? Well, in The Walking Dead, they've never said zombies. Oh, really? So, but I mean, I'm picking on Walking Dead, but it's in lots of movies. I mean, even vampire movies, it'll be like, oh, they're you know, whatever. Blood yeah, sucking dead. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, there will be so many movies. I mean, some of them do embrace the term, but some of them just refuse. Like zombies, I think it's a big movie. There, they like are don't embrace the term. It's so weird. But, like but I thought this was like this crash. Strange. Yeah. So no, well, I know you didn't watch a lot of horror movies, but no, yes. I do not. So, so I, I still find it an anathema. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was a very quintessential second Doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, he all. Uh, almost throughout the entire thing seems slightly amused by the whole thing. <laughs> you know, he, he, he lets that guy out of jail and he's like, no, tell me more, you know. <laughs> and, and they're like, oh my God, oh my God, Ben, he's taken over by these guys. And he's like, really? I'm sure he'll be fine. You know, I mean, just just slightly amused by the whole thing, just completely unfazed. I, I think with the second Doctor, of course I can't say this with that much um knowledge because i don't have all the second doctor episodes in my head but it seems to me he's he's often with the second doctor there's not really a segue of how to start the story so it's like they land and there's something weird going on and oftentimes like you know usually in a doctor who story or classic doctor who story or even even new who you know someone will get kidnapped or you know something that gets the story going it's usually with the second doctor's like now let's look at this and see what's going on. It's like, no, yeah, we're really not yeah. interested in it. And like, no, you know, let's help let's help the crazy we, man. We, we've just seen the screen of the giant crab, but it wasn't clear because right. it was all fuzzy, but we've definitely seen the giant crab, and the doctor's like, let's go have a look. There's a crazy man. Let's follow him. Let's let him out of jail. I'm like, are we sure we should? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all the way through. There was no recorder, though. There was a little bit. Was there? There was. There was. Um, there was. I can't remember when it was. It was either episode two or three. But yeah, yeah. it was something kind of like where the doctor was poking around, and they're like, I don't know if it was the pilot or whoever. Like, oh, where do you go? And he's like, Ooh, I'm right here, dude, dude, just doing, uh, you know, recorder stuff. <laughs> I'm just slightly <laughs> amused by the whole scenario. I definitely wasn't playing around in the gas chamber. <laughs> Now, the story, though, because this is 67, and it's very reminiscent to me of the original series Star Trek. It's very perfect, quote-unquote, perfect society with Mm -hmm. a controller. Usually it's like a godlike being, but controller. And, you know, Kirk and company will be like, oh, well, we can't have this. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, it's an evil computer or something or some automaton or, or whatever. Boom, and now you have a society. Good luck with that. And also, <laughs> screw the first uh, the first directive. Prime, Prime directive. directive. Yeah. yeah, screw that too, by the way. Um, but it's all about sort of self-determination, very humanistic, you know, in that Gene Roddenberry uh, spirit. That's a little kerblammy to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the, I mean, the, the singing and the... Bells and uh, it's wonder because I have the um, I forget the official name, but it's like the fiftieth Doctor Who soundtrack, and so it's music from across the fifty years. You know, so it's classic new. And I have that song. I forget the official name is, is um, but it's always kind of weird because I'm listening to it and it's like I'm like this is weirdly odd, happy and peppy, and what the heck does that? But it's this episode, and so I was like, oh, okay. There you go. Which is even still bizarre. It, it, it actually perfectly captures the trying to be happy, but like culty happy. Manic. Slightly <laughs> manic happy. We're yeah. all having a marching band. And, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah. 
But like, what, sort of, what did you think of sort of the, you know, the the society, not forcing itself, but forcing itself to be happy. Everyone's happy, happy, happy. We'll talk about that later. But like, but then it's all up to the control, this, this the control. And of course, control turns out to be big crap, but... Big crap. Who are having Big the people crap. work for its own. Or zombie. I'm, I yes. don't know. Now I'm confused. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a trope, isn't right. it? And I of mean, course, I don't know. can't argue with, with them because they may have invented it in the 60s. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I, yes. I'm not. That's not point, a, yes. a necessarily a pejorative. It's uh-huh. just that is just a thing that, that happens. Mm-hmm. You know, you get all these people who are creepy behind their smiles kind of thing. It's a... It's the reason we're all scared of clowns, you know. This is this is a trope that goes back further, I think, than 1967. But, uh, yeah, it, it worked for what it did. It felt a little bit like there was the cat, there was the pilot, and then there was another guy who was telling the pilot what the to controller. do. Controller, I think that's what his name, the, the face shape. Well, but it, that was... The old guy that ended up getting eaten by the crabs. Yes. And then there, it felt multi-layered in a way right. that didn't necessarily have to be multi-layered. Also reminded me a lot of The Wizard of Oz, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> And the, uh, I don't know, I was going to say 1984, but I've never actually read the book, I have to admit that. I Ooh, know, Gilfus. I know, I know. Well, I haven't read any Orwell, except, well, I've listened to Animal Farm. I've never read it, but I've booked, you know, booked on audio. I directed um, a world premiere of Animal Farm. Stage play yeah. of Animal Farm. Yeah. So there you go. Well, you know, a weird flex, but okay. Um, <laughs> I am going with that. I don't think that's a weird flex at all. That's a proper flex. World premiere stage version of Animal Farm. World premiere. Well, some performances are more equal than others, darling. Uh, I've also been in a world premiere musical, but that's different. Yes off topic that would be a weird flex <laughs> if i just threw that into the conversation or hashtag humble brag hashtag humble brag yeah yeah so yeah it, it, i just thought it was an interesting story to play with that you know it kind of goes to the, the 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 sort of i don't know western i always got to sort of modify it but the western human whatever tradition that like we don't trust happiness mm. like we all want to be happy, but if we all live in a happy society, we're like, something's wrong here. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of The Matrix, where the ancient or the agent says, like, oh, you know, we tried to create the simulation where everything was happy, but people wouldn't believe it. And so we had to create the regular world in The Matrix. And so people would well, buy into it. Yeah. And I think ultimately, I mean, happiness is not a continuous state of being. Mm-hmm. And so to see it that, and if it were, then it wouldn't be happiness because mm-hmm. then it's just normalcy. Mm-hmm. And so I guess to see it portrayed as a continuous state of being is disconcerting. Seems to culty all. every time. Yes, yeah. so, every time. Never be happy. All right. <laughs> I think you're taking it to the other extreme, darling. <laughs> So, what do you think of the macro now animated? I'm sure crabs, it's different in the giant crabs in the live action, but them being well, the monster. Well, I mean, we saw yeah, we saw some I'm sure it's of more... the clips and bits. Yeah, I think that something like the macro probably benefits greatly from being animated in a way that you're not like, hey, that's just some guy in a lobster outfit, you know? or just some you know, papier mache or yeah. some sort of. <laughs> yeah. 
it's the two guys are sort of like fanning the 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 crab hand pinchers and you're like you have to no no I definitely prefer crab hands and you and you have to sh- show your acting to be like oh no it's got me and you have to flop around in, in a this, way that looks in like this slightly comforting claw pincher. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it probably benefits. Although, we did learn watching the extras yes. that... Apparently too hot for Australia. Too hot for Australia. Too terrifying. The crabs attacking Polly were too terrifying. Now, in the animation, they pick her up by one leg up Upside in the down. air, you know? <laughs> And in the, the, the uh, few bits of film that they showed, you know, it's it she is literally just sitting on the ground being wrapped in the loving arms of crab pinchers and two stagehands, presumably. <laughs> but even that was too scary for 1967 Australia. So, uh, I would have thought they'd be a little harder than the English. I would have thought so, uh, too. I mean, they have big spiders. Right. And so I would think that this would not offend delicate sensibilities, but apparently their kids are all big wusses. <laughs> That's right. Australians, we look forward to your letters. <laughs> Dress them to Phillips. <laughs> so, unless you had anything more about the actual story, kind of talk about the animation itself. How'd you like the look of it? I mean, we've seen it before. I don't know if you've memorized mm-hmm. it, but with Power of the Daleks. And yeah. But what did you just think of the animation itself? Yeah, it works. It feels Doctor Who-ish. Mm-hmm. It's not overly sophisticated by any stretch of the imagination, but it fits nicely, I think. The only thing that I thought was slightly off, but it's just slightly, I mean, I enjoyed it all, the way the look of everything, was that the Doctor looks a little young than he than Patrick Troughton is. Like, he looks almost like... Uh, early 30s like there wasn't enough lines on the face like like uh i don't know what you call that shadow what is that it's not a jowl but you know sort of the mm. that line there on the face like the, he didn't have a heavier one and so he looked a little, when it first appeared i was like oh, it looks a little clean are you suggesting they cgi'd the animation i guess yes or, yeah. use that marvel technology to yeah. make him younger <laughs> yeah. but uh <laughs> that's good technology <laughs> yo can make you look older too <laughs> That's right. We can talk about it now. Spoiler uh, has been lifted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, you know, just nothing threw me off any with the, uh, you know, it, it, there's a little, uh, and, it, and it's not bad. It's just the style, which I can go with. The uh, it's not a lot of 3D. Like you know, when they turn, it's like this is the front. <laughs> this is what the person looks like from this side. You rarely mm-hmm. see like the person turning, or I'm sure you do a little bit, but, um, but I mean, I no, no complaints. Again, for me, it fits in the time period. It feels a little bit comic book-ish yeah. kind of thing, which I also feel fits in with the tone. So, uh, yeah, no, I was I was cool with it. Yeah, and also, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, but since it's foreign, I'm, I always give allowances. I'm like, well, that's how the British do animation. What do you want? Interesting. Yeah, so I mean, it can look different from what I'm used to as well. Yeah. So, Uh-oh. I'm sure the technology is all the same but anyway now we did watch in black and white there was a color option was there but i just figured i'd stay true to the yeah the no i think so so because i remember or i'm trying to remember when i watched because i don't know if you watched it the first time with me or not but when power of the dogs came on actual bbc i'm trying to remember whether it was black and white or color and i remember being angered one way or the other i think maybe it came on in black <laughs> and white whichever way it was it was well because i was like i would want the black and white one i mean like, i think it's fine to make the color but it's like also like well that's not what they meant for it to look like but anyway 
But how do you think of this as just as an idea of like? No, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I really, really do. I think it's the best way to do it. We watched the first Doctor's last episode with just the stills. Right. And I don't like that at all. Mm Mm-hmm. That I find that incredibly disconcerting. The episode reconstruction. Yes. yes. Um, I definitely think I prefer the animation with the original voices, obviously, because I just think that's really cool. If not careless, the fact that they've still got the audio but not the video, I mean, <laughs> really, that is just not putting things in their yeah. proper places. But, yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked Jamie's dance. I'd like to put that in there. Yes. When, 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 the, when Jamie got caught by the cheerleading team, pep squad and with the pep squad and was forced to dance and he does a little highland dance and the highland fling i believe yes because you fling yourself out the door at the end yes <laughs> and it just made me giggle that was one of the, the i mean it's fine but it was one of the i assume they meant to do that the i also would be interested if this is how it really looked like in the live action yeah i was gonna the say, door I gag would, i would just love to see jamie doing it from beginning to end oh yeah this, you, that was weird there was a thing where like the it's sort of like a restaurant door i don't know what you call it it's just a yeah like swinging, a saloon door yeah uh, it was doors. full size and i don't know if it was jamie or someone else but like the door would open and you'd see the villain on the other side and then it would close and then open, and you see them, clo- they would get closer. You're like, what? It was sort of like, it lasted a good, like, 15 to 20 seconds. Yeah, it was like, we're trying to build up tension, but it's wildly unsuccessful. <laughs> it's a door. I think they're coming in. So we're going to keep doing it? <laughs> yeah, that was weird. No, I would agree with that. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good way to, to kind of get the, the lost episodes back. I've never, I, you know, I was a little disappointed that there, there wasn't more of a making of extras on the blu-ray because mm. i was researching a little bit i was kind of like that's it and when i was looking at the extras i mean there's a little bit but it's really not much because it's you know something i mean like even if it's not a you know this is the story because uh, this was on the enemy sorry I was, it's far away the other second doctor story the enemy with that's not what it's called but anyway the one where patrick trout plays two parts i'm just can't remember the oh, right yes serial that's another one we watched um animated of course uh, or no, excuse me, that uh-uh. one was remastered. Yeah, I yeah, was but anyway, say. But, yeah, but anyway, that one had. Oh yes, and that one had a lot about putting it back together and, and lining uh, things up and and talking about the search for lost episodes. Yes, and yes. all that, and so this could have had a little bit more about you know the search for lost episodes or the, or yeah, finding the search this for or... it, and then how you decide how you make your choices as an animator and all of those and and working within the parameters of already having the audio. I, yeah, I think that there was a lot that they could have. Because I was thinking, like, okay, even if you don't want to make... Because I'm sure it all comes down to money and, and whatever, and I understand it, but still, it doesn't matter. You're giving me a Blu-ray, so I expect a little more. But, like, even, like, if they had done, like, a Ben and Polly retrospective. Yeah. Because this is their penultimate episode or, or serial, because they leave in the next one, the Faceless Ones. So it would have been cool to just talk about the actors, you know, kind of, you know, like a little thing. Like they did with Victoria <clears throat> in the... Uh, and the other one we watch, where they talk about the actress, because she mm. you know, has passed away. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, especially because Ben's kind of a dumbass in this one. <laughs> well, and I thought it was interesting. I could see why this is an odd TARDIS crew. I mean, I, I, mm. I don't have problems with any of the characters. I mean, Ben has always sort of been a... But anyway, I mean, he is just sort of like a the young guy who's just going to, like, punch through a door. I mean, that's sort of what Ben does. But a hard goal, I guess. But anyway, Jamie... And Ben and the Doctor is sort of an odd mix. Yeah. It's like too much, really, I guess. It's like 
Jamie and Ben are sort of doing, they're not doing the same job because they're different characters, but it's sort of like odd to have both Well, of them. they are different characters, but you're right in that they're sort of doing the same job or they're supposed to be doing the same job. And so the fact that they're, it, it makes it feel superfluous. Because Jamie is the kind who will say he's going to punch you. Ben's the kind that will actually punch you. So if he's not <laughs> taken over under the spell of the crabs of the gas sleep and the gas sleep, yeah. yes. So, so like I think like you have to have a character that's taken over when you have like three to choose from. It's like oh, okay, well, yeah. You know, whereas it'd be interesting if there's just Ben and Polly. Which one would you have chosen? We still done Ben or gone Polly or you know? Yeah. Well, in the book I read, Polly's the one who gets taken that's over. That's true. So. That's right. Yeah, one we Maybe read. it was Ben's turn. I guess. I'd, yeah, <laughs> rock paper scissors. Look yeah. at the rota. That's right. See, see who's weak it is to be taken over. Mm-hmm. A bit of trivia with this serial uh, was first. This is the first opening title that shows the Doctor's face. Before that, it just been Doctor Who, right? And so from now until the end of Classic Who, it'll always be an opening with the Doctor's face. So it starts that tradition. Uh, this was the first time where they kind of remixed the theme a little bit. Okay. I think it was the same person or young lady who did it. I think who did the original, but I think it was just an update to the theme. And then there were some things that were not included in the animated version. So I have to look this up here on, on TARDIS.wikia. But anyway, there's a... The refreshing department sequence is removed, including the rough and tumble machine. Oh, and again, reminded me a little bit of Oz. Yeah. So, yeah, so apparently that, that was an actual in the live action. They, you actually get the... Does somebody fall on the washing machine and then have to agree to marry somebody in order to get pulled out again? Exactly. Is that exactly. what the rough and tumble machine is? Um, let's see. In the animated version, all characters except Ben keep the same clothing during the whole story. Uh, hanging light was added to the colony. The macro <laughs> now have legs. So, in other words, they're crabs instead of just like <laughs> crabs with... Pinchers. Stagehand pinchers. Um, The doctor writes this formula on a transparent board instead of pipelines. Okay, yeah, that works. But I guess that works. Well, but, you know, transparent boards didn't really exist, I guess. Yes. Maddox's corpse is changed into a puddle of ooze. Trying to remember that. And then mini macros are in the controls room. Oh, in controls room. Not the control. In in controls room, possessive. Instead of only the light colored leader. Okay. There you go. Because you can add some stuff, obviously. Yes, yes, without having to build a bunch of new things. Yeah, so anyway. So, yeah, so are you, you're, you're glad this one got restored? Yeah, definitely. Cool. Absolutely. Always glad to see it. Still would like to go to Africa and find the original. That's right. And I'm also, I mean, this is just me. What if they restored a semi-lost episode? So, in other words, like, say there's something that has, like, seven episodes or something or eight episodes or whatever and only two or three exist what would how'd you like it if they animated the missing ones and then like remastered the so you go animated animated real and or would that throw you off too much didn't we wasn't there one that was sort of like that that we've watched or am i making that up well shada okay they did that with okay where it was sort of the anim because that's like one that's true you're right you're right uh yeah yeah. Because I think they had more scenes than actual episodes. It can't been a lot I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm all right with it. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah, because, I mean, it's interesting when I was reading about the Macro Terror. Because, I mean, I, you know, I bought it relatively when it when it came out. But when I was reading some of the articles or reviews or whatever, I kind of got, like, the, like, eh, it's not a great story, but, I don't know, we kind of had the stuff already for it. So we just did. You know, like, it wasn't really giving me a lot of, like, hey, let's go watch this <laughs> yeah. lost episode. It's just like, meh. 
we did it and it cost as much as we thought it would be. And... <laughs> so here you go. Well, because like apparently it's all this like, which ones do we do? And it's all about like, well, what's what do we have already in animation and what's easy to do and what's hard to do? Which I mean, I get it. You know, this is the mechanics. We still have a finances. copy of Robin Hood. We can totally turn it into Jungle Book. Yes, I guess. So, but I just I just think it's you know. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. get it. It's all BBC money. What are you going to do? Yeah, and it didn't bother me at all. And if BBC makes a little bit more money so they can pay their actors better, I'm good with that, too. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, Except for David Tennant. He made plenty of money. They can do a GoFundMe. I think we'll, you know, we'll pay for these. <laughs> BBC. Since we don't have to pay for a TV license. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway. <clears throat> well, with that, and now we will revisit the macros in the TARDIS library. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. When you close your eyes. I go to the library. Go to the library now. And in the TARDIS library this week, we are still going to talk about the macros. You're saying, how is that? Well, of course, if you're a Doctor Who fan who's seen everything in the world, you know why. We're going to be going with the 10th Doctor adventure, Gridlock. And do you want to tell us more about that, darling? I do very much so. This was released on the 14th of April, 2007. And the synopsis reads, The Tenth Doctor takes Martha Jones to New Earth in the far future, only to find that the entire city has become a deadly trap. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I always enjoy watching these with you, because you're like, why are we watching this? And then you, think, you eventually figure out why we're watching yeah. it. And also, because as soon as this one started, I was like, oh, it's the one with the cats! <laughs> <laughs> Which is my takeaway. Right. There are lots of cats. There's Branigan, there's the nurse whose name I forget, then there's the actual kittens. I loved the kittens as well. Right. They are very cute. I'm a little confused as to how those parents ended up with those cats, but... You know, you know the saying, oh, you know the wife, she had kittens over that. You know, so. <laughs> don't, don't do that. We are going to get more letters about that <laughs> than we are about their, the Australians and their children. <laughs> so, what did you overall think of this episode? I like this episode. It has a ghost in it, which is very exciting. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, I forget her name, but yes. Yes. From being human. Yes. I think it's an interesting one. It's also got the face of Bo. Mm-hmm. Always a big fan. Putatively, it is the end of the face of Bo. This is the first I love, I really quite enjoy, both at the beginning and the end, David Tennant's discussion about Gallifrey. Right. I think that that's really pretty. I think he does a nice actory job with that. And and it's, I think it's a wonderful little jaunt because as the doctor sort of car hops, you get to meet all of these random bizarro characters which i think is a lot of fun yeah i don't i don't know what the if there's any sort of british you know what that comes from but it's all sort of reminds me of like let's make a deal or something or yeah everyone's yeah, a sort little of bit. thematically dressed yes like everyone just has their own sort of fandom car of you know we're red in this one or we're you know you know werewolves or we're whatever you know yeah it's like it, but it's but it's fun mm-hmm. and it's just this little brief i guess they're thinking where well, we're using the same set for all of them <laughs> exactly so we might as well change up the costumes quite mm-hmm. extremely yeah. and uh, yeah I, I think that that's a lot of fun you know mm-hmm. you get the cats you get the um uh, the old ladies. Right, the sisters. <laughs> you know we're married. Oh. <laughs> Which I think is very funny. Mm-hmm. And the guy in the top hat that he ends up with. and Bowler yeah. cap, yes. Bowler cap, yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I think there are a lot of 
opportunities there that are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's sort of interesting to see the beginning of Dr. Martha, because this is, I assume, the second episode mm. after Smith and Jones. Because um, he's just saying, oh, we'll just do one trip. Okay, well, maybe two trips, and we'll see how it goes. Um, but she also is forcing him to open up. You know, hey, I went away with this stranger, but you're going to tell me a little bit more about you. Also, I love you. <laughs> Which I find a little bit weird. Right. I really do. Um, first of all, it seems very sudden. And second of all, it just doesn't, particularly because it doesn't go anywhere. And I don't think it should go anywhere, but because it doesn't go anywhere, why do we need it? Yeah, it was interesting that, that she does what most companions do, especially in the... Well, this is still RTD, isn't it? So anyway, but anyway, anyway in the, both in the RTD and Moffat era, the sort of the companions, um, you know, advertising the Doctor. And she's sort of like, oh, well, the Doctor will come. We'll save us. And like, do you know him? Like, no, I just met him. So it's like, I can get that... I but can, I love him. Exactly. So it's like to have that instant... Because tr- she's like, oh, you have your, you know, religion and your traditions. I have the Doctor. I'm like, you just met the guy. Yet. You know I mean? And to be fair, he did save her from the moon. Yeah. Which, uh, you know... That was I mean, one. I think he's earned a certain amount of trust, at least. She was on the moon. With the Jadoon. With the Jadoon, <laughs> which is like a a weird 40s, you know, song, isn't it? Well, I, heard, I don't know if it's true. This is a Tumblr thing. You never know how true Tumblr is. But that apparently, uh, whoever wrote the episode, I don't know if it was RTU, whoever was trying to make Tenet because of the Scottish O's. <laughs> <laughs> They're just dicking around yep. with Tenet. <laughs> that's so mean. I love it as an idea, but that's so mean. Um, but anyway, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's a great episode. I mean, I'm a big Martha fan, and I think all that season, well, most of that season, is pretty good. So, I mean, I, I think of all the... Because Tenth Doctor, I, don't know, I, I always say, like, I don't like him as much as everyone else does. But I still like him. But I think Martha is probably the best season for me as a Tenth Doctor. Mm. So. I don't like it. The macro play a micro. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon this. Yeah. But they certainly get a proper mention. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's that. Yeah, apparently they've... they've uh, this is <laughs> I like how they have a thing. He's, like, he's sort of like, oh, they invade planets and, you know, enslave humans like that's their mo yep that's the thing that they do (laughs) yep but apparently they devolve which i'm not sure is an accurate term but anyway but now they're just they're bigger i guess based on what we saw and more mindless perhaps and snappy yes i mean i even see the stage hands i know right it was good Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah what what do you do you buy into the side question here do you buy into that Jack Harkness is the face of O? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to that as canon. Because like you said, I was watching this and the face of Bo, quote unquote, dies in this. It doesn't um, look anything like Jack, let's right. be honest. <laughs> but I was like, well, how does he die then, right? Because, you know, theoretically, I mean, I get, you know, forever, at maybe at some point forever does is not forever. But then I guess the face of O saying he's using all his energy to, you know, repower the city or whatever it was. So I guess that. And so there's no energy with which to regenerate. Yeah. For yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I can still live with it. Mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still going with it. I wish that they'd come up with that plan earlier so that they could get um, John Barrowman to voice it. The <laughs> like whole he time. was just doing the whole thing. We never knew. Yeah. And they would reveal. Yeah. That'd be funny. I like that as an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because he wasn't actually even hired. Because I suppose in the second episode of Doctor Who, wasn't he? Mm. With a, 
whatever, when the earth ended. And then I want the face of Bo to be more flirty, let's be honest. (laughs) I know, I was waiting for a sup, Martha. Yeah, Um, yeah, or a wink. (laughs) 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 That's gross. (laughs) Well, until next week, enjoy watching, listening, and reading about the Doctor's adventures throughout time Time and space. This is BBC Television.